everyone. Happy Tuesday. This is Jennifer Delaney, the North American Product Manager at Neolife International. Did you know that there are very strong links between our digestion, mood, and health? Well, there are. Dr. Diane Clayton is going to explain to us today the science behind the communication system between our gut and our brain. This is also known as the gut-brain axis. Thank you for joining us today. I hope everyone is staying safe. Hello, everyone. It's wonderful to be with you again. I'm Dr. Diane Clayton, Neolife International Vice President of Product Strategy, Research and Innovation. Today, I'm going to talk to you about one of the really interesting topics in nutritional science, understanding the gut-brain connection. Now today, it seems that our cognitive well-being is rated very highly by supplement users on their list of overall health concerns. In a survey conducted this year in all world regions, the category cognitive mental health ranked third in the list of concerns. Just behind immunity and overall health and wellness, it actually ranked above heart health concerns. Now, there's definitely a lot of interest globally in how food and quality nutrition can make us feel better, really helping our mood. But how strong is the science? Let's try and understand what's really happening. I'll introduce the various components of the gut-brain connection or gut-brain axis, GBA, and I'll mention some of the evidence from human clinicals about how specific foods and supplements are thought to exert their influence on our mental well-being. So what are the components of the gut-brain connection or the gut-brain axis? Well, it includes the brain, the spinal cord, the autonomic nervous system, the ANS, which includes the sympathetic, the parasympathetic, and the ENS, the enteric nervous system, and then the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal HPA axis. Let me get my breath. All of these long words and abbreviations. It's really not that difficult. There's a lot of jargon, a lot of names, but really it's logical. Just go back, the HPA axis, that's what coordinates our adaptive responses against stress. Very, very important for our resilience and really, we really need good stress management, don't we, right now. But to understand the intricate details of all of these different nervous systems and different interrelationships, we'd need to understand the fields of endocrinology, neurology, immunology, microbiology. And it's really daunting to all of us, absolutely all of us. So let's go step by step and discover this fascinating area that links our gut with our brain and that controls so many different aspects, so many important aspects of our body. So the brain, we all understand the brain. 
brain itself, it's remarkable, the most complex organ in our body. It produces our thoughts, feelings, and lets us experience the world around us. The brain and spinal cord together constitute what we call the central nervous system, the CNS. Then secondly, we have the enteric nervous system, the ENS, which is part of the autonomic nervous system or the involuntary nervous system. The ENS, it's located below the gut barrier. So we have this layer which is sort of the, the gastric mucosa, the epithelial cells, the muscle, and then below that, you've got the ENS, so a complex web of neurons, nerves, so the nervous system, so nerve cells. So the ENS actually is what we call our second brain. So the brain that we have in our gut or our digestive system. So the ENS, so it's embedded in the lining of the GI system, of the gastrointestinal system. And it massively influences the brain. It produces more than 30 neurotransmitters. It's got more neurons than the spine with between 100 and 500 million neurons. Hormones and peptides are released from the ENS into the blood circulation, crossing the blood-brain barrier and acting to regulate food intake and appetite. It's incredible, actually. Then we've got a nerve that links the CNS with the ENS. And that's called the vagus nerve, V-A-G-U-S. That word means the wandering nerve, vagus nerve, from vega. Now, the vagus nerve has got a very important connection role between the brain and the enteric, so the CNS and the enteric nervous system. So the vagus nerve is the 10th cranial nerve. It runs from your brain stem down to your abdomen. It's part of that parasympathetic nervous system referred to as the rest and digest system or sometimes called the rest and relax system. And it's the opposite, it does the opposite of the sympathetic nervous system. So, it, so it's the opposite, it has the opposite action of the fight and flight response that we have when we're faced with an environmental stressor. So this vagus nerve plays a really important role in our body. It carries an extensive range of signals from the digestive system and organs to the brain and vice versa. But in actual fact, 90% of the signals from the vagus nerve, they actually go up from the gut to the brain. And only 10% of signals go down from the brain to the gut. But those signals that come from the brain, they control gastric acid secretion, digestive enzyme secretion, overall gastric or digestive capacity, as well as blood glucose. So the signals that go up from the vagus nerve to the brain, they control things like satiety, hunger, feelings of fullness, 
as well as energy metabolism. So very, very important nerve, the vagus nerve, and it's important to take really good care of the vagus nerve for our overall health and well-being. Then a really, really big area of study is the signals, other signals that the gut brain access or the gut brain or the enteric nervous system generates. Trying to understand those signals that go from the gut to the brain and across the blood-brain barrier to influence brain function and mood and well-being. There's a lot of debate about the signals, whether they're produced by our own body cells or whether they're coming from directly from the gut microbiota. So signals generated by our, by our microbial inhabitants. So we've got specialized cells, intestinal cells, that do certain things like producing serotonin, for example, but it's also known that the microbiota can produce a lot of neurotransmitters. So there's a lot of debate now in the scientific world about how much of the signals to the brain, how, how many signals are from our own cells and how many are generated by directly or indirectly by the gut microbes. So now the whole world of the gut brain axis or the gut brain connection is being called the microbiota gut-brain connection or the microbiota gut-brain axis. So what are we talking about here? Well, we're talking about signals such as short-chain fatty acids generated by gut microbes when, we, uh, when they ferment the dietary fiber that we eat, for example. We're talking about immune cell signals that can be um, modulated by the gut microbes so that there's a certain balance of inflammatory and anti-inflammatory signals. And these can reach the brain. There's also neuropeptides that are produced by gut microbes and by our own specialized cells. So it's incredible what goes on in that gut lining and that interaction with our gut microbes incredible research and it's attracted an, an incredible amount of attention and, and finances actually. So there's a race to see how nutrients or food components can influence the brain via the gut microbiota in a positive manner and how nutrients can also affect the overall integrity of that gut barrier so that it, nutrients can positively influence any problems in the gut barrier. We've all heard about dysbiosis, leaky gut, and there's a lot of links being established. It's a correlation between problems with leaky gut and certain neuro, neurological conditions. So there's a lot of talk in the scientific world about really the influence of the integrity of the gut barrier and the role that nutrition and the gut microbes play in maintaining that good integrity, preventing that leaky, 
dysbiosis situations, so out of balance situations. So really there's interest now in attacking brain function by um, targeting the gut and the digestive system. So really being good to the um, gut barrier in order to exert an effect on the brain. So a lot of funding, a lot of studies going on trying to prove what has, may have been established in preclinical work. A lot of studies are being set up trying to prove in human clinicals that you can influence the brain through exerting an effect on the gut microbiota. So promising research coming through in certain areas, and I'll highlight two or three areas that I find extremely interesting and extremely relevant to us at Neolife. So there are emerging studies from human clinicals regarding the effects of selected strains of probiotics of lactobacillus and bifidus. And actually, recent studies, double-blind, well-controlled studies in young adults, in university students actually in Italy, has shown that you can have a really positive effect of specific probiotic supplements on mood and sleep in young people. And that's quite astounding because young people are known to be very resilient in general. So, you know, these studies that are coming through are very, very interesting. And also there's been some linkage also to probiotic supplements and um, certain conditions that affect, um, for example, the, 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 um, the, the, the postnatal situation, the pregnant, uh, and, and also the mood during pregnancy. So there have been some studies in, in mothers in the maternal situation with probiotic supplements exerting positive effects, positive benefits in terms of overall mood and, and, and less depression being reported in this particular stage of life. So that I think, you know, from the human clinical side of things, I think there's sort of two promising area, areas that have been reported recently. So a lot of attention to the effects of particular strains of probiotics. So remember, Neolife, we have that fantastic probiotic product, Acidophilus Plus, which is known to contain particular strains of lactobacillus and bifidus that help maintain um, a really um, great gut barrier integrity. We have um, studies on the different lactobacillus and bifidus strains that have been published and the benefits are really um, tremendous. Then Another, then another area which is, which is of great interest to us, um, a lot of research now on polyphenols and how they are being used by the gut microbiota to generate signals that are reaching the brain 
and crossing the blood-brain barrier, getting into the brain and exerting neuroprotective effects. So a lot of effect, a lot of a lot of studies have been reported on specific polyphenols. Curcumin, for example, would be one that we could cite. Curcumin has attracted a lot of interest. So things are happening at the level of the gut. The gut microbes are metabolizing polyphenols such as curcumin, producing substances going that go into the bloodstream and then impact brain function. So having neuroprotective effects on the brain. So there's a whole host of polyphenols that, that have been studied. So in conclusion, what we know as the gut-brain connection or the gut-brain axis is, is now really the microbiota gut-brain axis because the microbiota are thought to be central to much of many of the signals and much of the interactions that take place via the vagus nerve, via the bloodstream, via the immune system, between the brain, the gut, and the the gut and the second brain are considered to be incredibly important to our health and well-being. So nutrition and what we put inside our digestive system, what we eat every day plays a major role in influencing our brain function. So thanks everyone, thanks for your time. Uh, it's been a pleasure to be with you and see you again soon, hear you again soon, bye. Thanks again for joining our call tonight. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration and the products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And as always, please talk to your healthcare provider before adding any supplementation to your diet. Thanks and have a great night.